Hey chums, welcome back to Again with Chums Podcast. I'm your host for today's episode, Paul, Paulus, Paulie C, Paulie D, Paulie uh, Supreme. I like the sound of that one. Um, whatever fantastical nicknames I have, I'm the presenter. And joining me, as always, is my ever well-groomed ginger beard and um, wearing a t-shirt of a dead game, the lovable, <laughs> enjoyable Mr. Bros. How are you doing, mate? Bleeding Edge lives forever. No, it doesn't. I'm pretty sure. Did they shut it down? I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. Man, <laughs> I think it's, it's just, just it's came. A shame. It's a shame. Yeah. Character designs are great, and it was I mean, fun. That's why they want to buy um um uh Blizzard, isn't it? To get the <laughs> get Overwatch. Just have Overwatch instead. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm tired. I haven't slept in two days, so my energy levels are low. But I turned up, so that's something. Yeah, I mean, we haven't done this uh, for about a month, uh, obviously, because um, we can only really do this on the weekends. And on the weekends, you know, uh, things happen and life happens and we're not able to do it as much. So it's been fairly busy for uh, all of us. So haven't had the time. Well, I mean, we were out on the piss last weekend. So how was that? Oh, yeah. We were, <laughs> that weren't we? Just, that one was a write-off. Yeah, the... Yeah, we were, weren't we? And I was out the next day as well. I was in Bromley. <laughs> um, I was in Bromley Town watching the the football, and um, I watched we watched like four, three games. Real. It was the one where Man United won. Uh, bit got lost seven nil to Liverpool. There was a game <laughs> before that. We were watching that as well. Um, yeah, my, the Bromley those Bromley people they do like to watch football and just drink shit beer all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a thing they do. Why would you uh, want to drink shit beer when there's so much good stuff out there? Anyway. It's cheap, like the budgie. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Just what's been happening. So look, yeah, like uh it's been a while. But um tell me tell me tell me uh what you've been uh what you've been up to apart from not sleeping. We've been watching well, you've been playing. Um apart- so I, I mentioned last time we did this, I was watching I was re-watching Outlaw stuff for the first time in like twenty years or something. Yeah, and um, that kind of got put on pause because Double Fine came out with this huge thirty-two part documentary on the making of um, Psychonauts Two, which is one of the best games I've played in the last decade. It's such a good game. So I've been watching their documentary, and that's basically been all I've watching because it's so long, <laughs> thirty-two episodes. Like they range in length from like twenty odd minutes to like over an hour. And uh, I think I'm on part 20, well, what would be part 26 now, which is the um, Amnesia Fortnite movie, which they put out a couple of years back, I think, which is like nearly two hours long. Um, so I've seen that before, but I thought, screw it. I'll watch it again in the context of the documentary this time. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just been all I've been watching. It's really good. And it uh, gives a good kind of insight into what goes on in sort of like the making of a game. Like, See, you go on forums and you see all these hot takes about lazy devs and all this dumb shit. It kind of feels like people should just be forced to watch this because <sighs> you cannot call those people lazy. Like, mm. um, even at studios where that you don't hear like stories of massive crunch, like Naughty Dog, um, being in the news for like out- outrageous crunch they have on their games. Even at studios that kind of aren't known for that, you see it like there's people like working through the weekend, working until like nine at night on in the week and 
like sleeping at their desks and stuff like that, even at like small studios like Double Fine. It's just crazy. And then sort of seeing how they iterate on everything and kind of like come up with ideas and just throw them away and start again constantly, just trying to find what works. And um, yeah, it's really, really good to watch. Very kind of human story, the development of the game. So that's about all I've been watching, to be honest. And I think I've got like five or six episodes of that left. And I don't know what I'm going to do with my life when I finish that, because it's been all pretty much all I've been doing. But it's kind of, it made me want to replay um, Psychonauts 2, but I mean, it feels a bit too soon for that, because I mean, well, it came out less than two years ago, I think. So I'll wait a little longer until I replay that. But it made me want to play something double fine. So I decided to play Broken Age instead, which was the focus of their first long-form documentary, Double Fine Adventure, which I never actually watched because I hadn't played the game at the time. So I thought, all right, I'll play the game now, and then I'll probably watch that documentary afterwards. So I've been playing Broken Age, uh, finished it Wednesday or Thursday last week, I think. It was good, really enjoyed it. Great characters, really good voice acting. Surprised to find Jack Black in it. Mm. But that's like three double fine games he's been in now. Mm. And um, it's like a point and click adventure split between two characters. And one of the characters is also voiced by Elijah Wood, mm. um, who is also in Psychonauts 2 as well. But yeah, it's really good. Some of the puzzles are very, very obtuse, but that's kind of a hallmark of the genre. There were a few times I had to just kind of look at a spoiler-free guide just to try and prompt me in the right direction. But yeah, really enjoyed it. And um, playing that and sort of a bit of Ease 8 in the background, which I'm still trying to work through. And then Dead Space Remake, which I'm still playing like a month and a half after it came out. But I don't get much time to play on the Xbox at the moment, so I'm just sort of playing it like 20 minutes a night. But I'm on Chapter 11 out of 12 of that, so I'm nearing the end of it. And um, I was hoping to finish it this weekend, but I've been too busy. Mm. So hopefully sometime this week I'll finish that. Mm-hmm. And um, that's about it, really, that I've been doing other than creeping in and out of work every day, which sucks when it's snowing. It's been snowing this week in March. What the hell? What's going on there? Um, It's climate change. Mm. Not fun. <clears throat> Especially I'm when a... you've got to get trains and like <clears throat> a leaf. A single leaf on the on the train track can stop all yeah, trains across the entire country. Yeah, um, it's it's crazy. A leaf, well, it's a, it's supposed to be a bunch of leaves because they could get caught. Soggy leaves, you know, like they could get caught on the in, on the wheels and like sort of like uh, make it slip off a track. Um, it, that, that can happen, but it's, it's like it's fucking bull. Uh, sorry, it's, it's it's absolute bullshit. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what you've been up to, man. Yeah, what have you been up to? Oh, thanks for asking, man. Yeah, cheers. You're very uh, welcome. Um, I've been watching. Uh, I've been watching some anime, man. You know that thing we like to we like to watch. Yeah, I've been watching uh, Spy Family. Been finishing that. Uh, it sort of runs out of steam near the end, but it, I, I find it quite found it quite enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And I've also been watching that new um, show. Toma Chan is a girl. Um, yeah, I've got that on my watch list. I yeah, watched it yet. it's it's um it's pretty good, man. It's pretty whole. I like these like, sort of like wholesome sort of like the comedies about mm. you know what I mean about romance and misunderstandings and stuff. <laughs> um, 
you know, you always think, how can a, a character be that dense when the girl's <laughs> clearly into you? But there's a reason why he doesn't f- see her as a as a girl, and you find that out in, in the story. Um, so he's not like dense to know to not know that she like he she likes him, but he sort of brush is brushing it. He's not sort of reciprocating because he has his reasons. But anyway, yeah, it's a good show, man. Um, I do like a, a red headed uh, tomboy, so. <laughs> It's all good from on my on my end. Um, in terms of in films, man, I haven't really like. Have you? When was the last time you went to the cinema, man? Like, there's been so many big films being released. God, but I don't know. I, I don't seem to go anymore. Prior to COVID, I think. Actually, I think the last time I went to the cinema was when you and me went to see The Rise of Skywalker. Holy shit! That was a while ago, man. You've yeah, not seen anything else. Time. I think I the think last. I, I think the last one I saw was Doctor Strange. In the multiverse of madness, I think that was the last one. And um, I have to say, uh, Ant Man has been released. I'm, I'm not really interested in that. It's been getting pretty poor reviews. Uh, mm. I have to say, like Phase Four of Marvel, it's not. It's been kind of lackluster. It's the consistency and the quality is just sort of dropping off. And I don't know. A lot of it feels very Marvel B team. Yeah, I think they're just sort of rushing it out. They're um, churning them out. Just like there's always seems to be one being released like a few months apart. And I think they need to probably maybe uh, not go back to the drawing board, but um, slow it down and focus on like the quality over quantity sort mm. of approach. So I think the, the only good one I think has been probably Spider Man No Way Home. Um, that's been a really good one because there was actual stakes and consequences in that. Um, I think the, the formula's running a bit thin now with the you know the the, the humor, and every serious moment has got to be a joke. You know, and the, the first Marvel movies it was, it was funny, but it was quite serious, and then it just got sort of progressed. Like I say, after like uh, the the Infinity Gauntlet sort of well, season, or Phase Four, it's just gotten stupid. Mm. You know what I mean? Nothing. See, everything seems to be just a joke, and it's kind of like ruining the experience for me. So I just like, come on, guys! Like, let's let's can we just take it seriously and not sort of like make a joke? Everyone has to be comic relief, so it's just a bit like it leaned heavily into the Joss Whedon template. Mm, yeah, and I'm kind of like done with that. I just, I still like enjoy it, but I just think it. Is sort of wearing a bit thin. Uh, it wouldn't feel essential watching anymore. No, nah, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind like if it they took a bit more of a serious approach, not like dark and gritty, but not everything has to be a one liner or, or a sarky a sarky comment. Because mm. um, I see like like you know everyone seems to be want to be Tony Stark, you know, who's sarcastic and quick witted and stuff like that. So yeah, it's. It's been it's, it's been uh, a bit disappointing. You know, there's been good movies coming out, but I just don't seem to go to the cinema anymore. It just seems to be a lot of effort and hassle to go to the cinema, even though there's a really nice cinema near me, which I like. Uh, mm. But I, I just don't seem to go. I want to go to see the Super Mario Brothers film, though. I, I mean, I've got to go and see that. Obviously, growing up on on Nintendo games, got to see that. And the trailers look really good. Uh I, I still did. can't get over Chris Pratt. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I'll I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll see how it is. You know, I'm not going to judge him on a few, on a few sound bites, but see how it goes. Um, 
I, I was one of the few people who liked the uh, the live action um, uh, Super Mario Brothers. About I was Mario, about Mario, and Luigi Mario. I think I was like about nine when that came out, or something. We or something. So I have a bit of a bias then. <laughs> Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario. <laughs> it's so shit. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that since it was like out. No, I, I don't think I have either. I just remember it. I was just like, oh, it's kind of crap, but I did mm -hmm. enjoy it when I was when I was. And the person who took me and my sister to see it was uh, my auntie from Colombia, and she can't really, she couldn't really speak English. And we mm -hmm. asked her afterwards, "What did you think of the film?" And she said it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> so she was just like, "This film is rubbish." <laughs> so, um, yeah. So. Well, I mean, she wasn't wrong to be saying. No, she wasn't. I thought it was great. I was like, "Oh, Mario!" But then I it was, was just so like, so weird. Such a weird film. Yeah, it was proper weird. It's a weird way to it, like adapt Mario. It just doesn't work in live action. It's one of those ones. It just can't work. What they're doing now with CGI, the um, animated version, is just how mm. it should have been. How how it's got to be. It can't be adapted. It's just too wacky. It's too out there. It's too. It's too crazy, man. Talking mushrooms and you know, <laughs> you know um, giant keepers. Yeah, it's just, just, it's just madness, madness. But uh, yeah, what well, I've been doing, man. I haven't been really been playing much. Uh, but yeah, uh, what have I been playing? I played the. Uh, I think we should just talk about it. the. I played the Resident Evil Four Chainsaw demo. Mm. Wasn't impressed with it. Didn't like it. Um, it was just the you know the village part where Leon has to fight off the village in the beginning is that part, and I thought the original game did it much better. Um, I think the controls were a bit clunky, which mm. is weird to say. Yeah, it's kind of surprising given like two mm. and three remakes feel really good. Yeah. Um, audio issues. There was no syncing. Like the audio from the sound effects and the voices were off, mm. um, and I just I don't know I just didn't enjoy it as much. And um, maybe when I play the actual game, it will feel different. But it just didn't. It felt really claustrophobic. It really felt. I mean, they did it that way. It's like in the original, you can go into buildings and jump out windows. This one, I, I was just I couldn't find. They were locked off a bit. Of the bit, some of the buildings, I was like, "Oh, great! I can't get in here." <laughs> so they yeah, just wanted like to... one of the cool things about that part yeah. of the game, where you could like go into buildings and like hold mm -hmm. up for a while and then dive through a window if you needed to escape. Yeah, it's just um, I don't know if they did it like that just so it was a quicker experience and it was mm. more frantic. So that's what how I think they've done it. But again, um, yeah, and the, and a lot of the enemies have seemed very bullet spongy. It took a lot of shots to go down, and so that's uh, maybe they're going for a bit more of a conserve your ammo sort of uh, approach. But it doesn't help when you have loads of enemies coming out at you. So yeah, just uh, wasn't really impressed with the uh, the demo, to be honest with you. But it's just a demo. It was only twenty mm -hmm. minutes, so maybe like I'm pretty sure the game itself will be pretty good. Hopefully, but, yeah. Does it, does it at least look good? Like the uh yeah, it was dark though. Like there was um <laughs> there was um color contrasters but um no uh, brightness but it didn't seem to do much. 
Mm. So I don't know if that feature was locked out of this demo. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I don't, I can't really tell the difference. You know, when they say turn down the brightness until you, the, the patterns barely, it was mm. just, a, it was just a white box. So that was actually, I think that was locked. That actually, that function was uh, locked out. So, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I'm still looking forward to the game. It's going to be, uh, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, it'll, it'll be a, it'll be a, uh, a game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But anyway, it'll I'd, definitely be a game that comes yeah. out. What, what, what's, what's happening in the world of gaming, man? What have we got any news or anything? What's going on? Uh, we have a date for Starfield. Woo. Finally. So, and which was originally supposed to be the first half of the year and now it is not. A lot of people uh, complaining about that from the naysayers. Yeah. I mean, it's been moved. It's September sixth, so it's like been moved out by like maybe like three months, mm-hmm. um, which isn't terrible, and you know it puts it like less than six months away now. So maybe they can start sort of up in the um, like marketing push and everything for it now. Now that there's a date locked in. Mm-hmm. I think people are kind of half expecting it to be pushed back a little bit, given. Like when they dated Redfall for May, people are like, well, surely they're not going to do like Redfall in May and then like Starfield in June. And that seems to be the case. So I think a lot of people are kind of expecting it. So a lot of people would just like, yeah, fine. Give it to me when I'm when it's ready. Mm. But yeah, that's fine by me. September. I kind of feel like a lot of games don't generally come out in September. It's a bit of an odd um, month, to be honest with you. So it might be kind of out there on its own. Mm. And there is a lot coming out in June as well and May as well. So maybe sort of moving it a bit like um, New Zelda's May, isn't it? Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Um, about that. Yeah. yeah. So if you're going to be playing like, if you're like multi-platform and you've got a lot of the platforms and you're going to be picking up a, big, a lot of the big games, it's probably a good thing because it yeah. Gives a bit of space between them, mm. so it's fine by me. I don't mind. But they're also going to be doing a direct for it, like the developer direct they had. Um, when was that? Last month? Yeah, or around January. I can't remember now. Yeah, Shadow dropped High Five Rush. Yeah, and um, I think that is the eleventh of June. I think it runs right on from their um, E three. Well, E3, is they're not actually going to be at the E3 show floor. It was announced as well. Yeah, E3's dead, man. Yeah. It's pretty dead. Now, everyone's pulled out all the main console platforms. Uh, Such a shame. Yeah, I think it is. I, re- I really enjoyed E3, but uh, I guess, uh, you know, people, um, the, uh, the big three want to do their own thing. So. It makes more sense. Yeah, it is June, June the 11th, the Xbox game showcase, and then directly followed by the Starfield Direct. Yeah. So that'll be that'll probably be like a good two hours of Xbox content on one day. Probably have based that out a bit and given us stuff to look forward to at different times of the year, but it's it's fine. It should be one big day instead. And um yeah, so we had the um, developer direct recently, so that was pretty cool. Hopefully, they do more of that. Mm. And um, 
So yeah, it's good stuff to look forward to in well about three months from now. Yeah. Anything else happened been happening? Uh Forspoken uh, developer closed down by Square Enix. <laughs> huh. Yeah, so that doesn't seem to have gone well. There's there's a story on RPG site. Square mm-hmm. Enix says Forspoken sales have been lackluster and many small and mid-sized titles, quote, did not perform as well as we expected. So mm-hmm. we already knew before this came out that the um Forspoken Studio, which was Luminous Productions, got sort of like reabsorbed back into the Square Enix mothership. Which was weird because mm. they're they're the team that made Final Fantasy fifteen and they kind of got they were just like part of one of the Square Enix business units around the time the game was being made and then when it was coming out, they kind of like formed into their own specific dev team, Luminous Productions, and now that's been undone because apparently Forspoken's bombed so bad. Uh, it's a okay. shame because you know, I would have liked to see that game do well, but it seemed it's had a very, very mixed reception. Mm. And um which is a shame. I'd like to see new IPs do well. But yeah, a lot of their other stuff did not perform as well as they were expecting as well. I do have to wonder if partly it's down to them being so stubborn about multi-platform releases. Like not even necessarily... Like obviously, the one thing we're going to complain about is that they, they skip Xbox a lot in their stuff. But I mean, they skip PC in, in, with a lot of stuff as well. Mm. Which is just stupid. Like theater rhythm, why was that not on PC? Mm. Like, okay, you don't want to put that on Xbox for whatever reason. I think it would have done pretty well, but why what not was, put it on PC? What was the other game they released recently? Was it Octa Octa Traveler Traveler Two? Yeah, yeah. That, that got skipped. That skipped Xbox. Uh, yeah, that's just such a weird thing because the first one came to Xbox after a couple of years, mm. and it never came to PlayStation. Mm. And then the second one came out on PlayStation Day One and skipped Xbox. Mm-hmm. It's just like, what the fuck is going on with that, with that game? Mm. But yeah, I mean, like, put your games everywhere, and then maybe you know, maybe your sales will do better. Mm. I mean, obviously, it's going to cost a bit more to port to everything, but I think you'd make that money back, and you start, you start building up a fan base. Like, no one on Xbox at this point is going to buy. Square Enix games that aren't like proven quantities because they're going to be thinking, well, is the next one going to get pulled off of the system? So you don't build a a fan base or an audience on a platform by with like a scattershot release schedule. Like you had Near Automata skipped Xbox originally last gen and then came out like a year and a half later, I think, on Xbox. And then near replicant, the remake of the first game came out on Xbox on day one. What's going to happen with the next near game? Can I expect it on Xbox or not? No idea. I don't know. Yeah, that's not a way to build an audience. Yeah, I mean they've been doing that a lot. Square Enix with particular titles, especially like you know the Final Fantasies and stuff. But we all we know why that is. So yeah, uh, yeah. but I mean like Octopath as well. Say you played Octopath on Xbox when it came over. And you're like, this is great. I really like this game. And then you see Octopath 2 announced and you're like, oh. Hmm. So are you going to be sitting there going, I wonder if this will come to Xbox eventually? Or are you just going to go, I guess I'll just forget about that game then? Probably Hmm. the latter. It's just, I don't see how it helps Square Enix having a 
like release strategy like that. I mean, obviously we know a fair chunk of their like high end stuff is being money hatted by Sony. Um so I guess part of it is do they prefer money hats or do they want to expand to more audiences? Because I mean, even with like Final Fantasy VII Remake, that's on PC now, but it took a year and a half to come to PC and then it was exclusive to Epic Store, which everybody hates for like six mm. months or something before finally releasing on Steam. If that just came out on everything on day one. I feel like that will, they probably have twice as many fucking sales on that game as they do now. I mean, it's still a big success, but it could have been a absolute monster success mm. it just feels like they're kneecapping themselves for no good reason yeah and you know they've sold off like two three studios recently as well they no longer have any western studios they bought who who bought that what's that new uh oh what are they called embracer embracer group bought them <clears throat> it's like who the fuck's embracer <laughs> it's like okay it's buying or buying these studios Okay, fair enough. But yeah, yeah, it, it, it was Nordic Games, and then they bought the rights to like THQ when THQ went bankrupt and became THQ Nordic, mm. and then they renamed themselves to Embracer. And I think they've got like over a hundred studios now. <laughs> like people, people complaining about like consolidation in the video game industry because of like Microsoft trying to buy Activision. You never mm. see them turn up to Embracer threads. Because by and large, they're buying studios that most people don't give a shit about. Mm. So that kind of tells you what the actual problem is with this, mm-hmm. with these yeah. uh, discussions. Definitely, definitely. Uh, cool. All right. Yeah, so that was the main news. I mean, you had the Capcom Spotlight. What did you think of that? Um, I kind of had it on in the background because it was on quite late night in the UK. I think it was on at like 10.30 to 11 or something. Yeah. So I just sort of caught bits and pieces of it. Obviously, yeah. like Street Fighter stuff looks really cool. I think Street Fighter Six looks really good. Which is coming to all platforms. Um, <laughs> it's not been it's not been money added like the previous <laughs> style. <clears throat> yeah, I've I've barely played Street Fighter Five because of that. Um I bought it on PC at like a very deep discount years after it came out and just kind of messed around with it a little bit. But six I'm looking forward to. Um because it's actually on platforms I've played on. And um, yeah, that looked good. Obviously, the Resi 4 stuff, saw the demo, which we discussed. Um, I downloaded it, but I haven't played it yet. Just haven't had a chance. Check out our um, video. Check out our video. It's on the yeah, it's on got the... a video up. Yeah, and I'm, that, so. I don't know. You could see my impressions of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, I can't remember what else there was. I think it was like the, um, the expansion for Monster Hunter Rise on other platforms. Uh, something Mega Man. I don't know. I don't pay attention to Mega Man these days, to be honest. I mean, who does really? Exo Prime, which I still think looks kind of mid. Yeah. Coming to Game Pass, so if I feel like it, I guess I could download it and try it. But I get a feeling it's going to be another one of these dud mm. games of the service games that dies after like six weeks. And um, and it feels like Capcom are trolling Dino Crisis fans with that character that looks exactly like Regina from Dino Crisis. Mm. In the dinosaur game, mm. um, yeah, it seemed like a pretty decent stream from my my core of it. Yeah, see, everyone's doing their own thing now. Everyone's doing their own presentations. So sort of it does mean E3. though, because like E three was always mm. like the big hitters all in one place, essentially. Mm. Like you had like your first party stuff, and then you had the biggest third party stuff. 
mm. um, being sort of like fought over by Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo. Really less so Nintendo these days, but you get like a, a showcase that was all the big stuff, and now you're getting like all these different showcases. And kind of to fill them up, they're putting in a load of stuff that sort of like it's going to be more niche that less people are going to care about. So it kind of feels like instead of like the stream of like a conference being just like a constant high note now, it's kind of like this. It's like, oh, here's a big thing now. Here's a small thing that you probably don't care about. Here's a big thing again now. Here's something that's kind of mid. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, um, you would never have that discussion again of who won E3. <laughs> Remember that? Everyone's like, oh, so who won E3? Obviously, now it's nobody because no, nobody's there. Nobody's there now. Is it still going to be a thing? Are they still just going to have like just a crowd there? Or I think there's still a show floor. Mm. Sounds just... like everybody big has pulled out of it. I think Microsoft kind of the last holdout of like the big of the platform holders at least, and they've just pulled out of it this year. So, yeah, shame. It is a shame. But you know what? It could have a revival. You know what else is having a revival, Mr. Ross? What's that? Horror games. And not just any horror games, because obviously horror games are still being released on PC, like indie games, but big AAA horror games, Mr. Ross, which leads us into our subject, the revival of the big AAA horror game. So, Mr. Ross, horror games are coming back in a big way. Yeah. All around the same time, it seems, as well. All around the same of, time. It's like there's some kind of weird collusion going on. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to think, like, the uh, horror games that are coming out, or big-budget ones uh, that have come out and have, are coming out. Um, obviously, a lot of them are remakes. So... Uh, <laughs> a lot of remaking going on. A lot of remaking. I mean, like, we could actually talk about just remakes, but we could concentrate on just horror games, because... Um, Obviously, yeah, got Resident Evil Four remake coming out. Um, that sort of obviously that sort of ties into the previous remakes. I think it's more cohesive now. That's what they're doing because mm-hmm. in the demo, there's actually clips of the previous games. Mm. And it sort of makes a more cohesive storyline, and obviously, like you know, all the other games were made in the uh, PlayStation One era. Then they went to PlayStation Two, so the graphical changes were just crazy. Now it seems a lot more cohesive. Mm-hmm. and it's all more tied together so it's what i think they're doing uh they probably will remake resident evil 5 I got oh, a they make it good uh i mean we recently did a playthrough of that and uh we were just like i can't believe we uh, uh, this game is just so we we were enjoying it at the beginning <clears throat> then uh at the end we just wanted just to get it over with because it, it was just ridiculous and we both had like very fond memories of it as well i did yeah i, I played it like with my youngest sister, she um you played it on your own with the AI uh, companion. Um, you said you enjoyed it. I said I enjoyed it. But then when we played it together, it was just like oh we my both God. hated it. Yeah, it's just what what's happened here. But uh, I yeah. wonder if part of it is just because it was like that kind of era where they hadn't the like stand third person action games didn't have kind of like a standard kind of like control scheme and template and everything and now it just feels really jank because of that possibly um yeah yeah, it felt like big budget horror games just went away for a while oh they did yeah i mean like previous generations i'm talking about playstation 2 xbox there was a ton of horror games 
ton of horror games was was and as as you well know like if you watch back to to our month of horror games series that we did when we first started the channel which we're still doing there was more horror games for us to play especially big budget ones um but obviously like we played them and then we were sort of running out of horror games to play so we're going to you know we started to turn into pc games but yeah i mean like especially from the west and definitely from japan they seem to love horror games the ps2 era there was a ton of like horror games on there like mm. big budget ones but then they just sort of faded away it never horror the horror genre didn't didn't like die it just sort of went to sort of like the indie space with low mm. budget horror games um obviously like if off the top of my head you got the phasmophobia that was that's a big that's a like a big indie horror game uh even going back to stuff like um amnesia like in like oh yeah the, yeah of course yeah that, that. like the 20 the 2000s 2010s yeah and, and like fractional games and stuff and slender man the big mm. probably the one that kicked up kicked off the 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 uh the uh the big sort of like indie or did slender man come out first or did amnesia I think Amnesia, but oh. then there was like Penumbra before Amnesia oh. as well, which was quite mm. similar. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, there was quite a lot of stuff going on in the PC sort of indie space. Yeah, but stuff like this console um, ones just what well, console games just... just seem to lay away. You kind of feel like it. It's kind of happened around the time Dead Space was being murdered. I say oh. die, but it was being murdered by EA trying to make it a co-op action game with microtransactions and everything um which just outright killed the franchise and with resident evil what happened resident, resident evil 6 which oh. getting stupid oh god absolutely <laughs> terrible i mean what other big uh, game uh triple a sort of horror games i mean lone in the dark just got butchered i remember that that that, that game the, the where it was actually it, you weren't alone in the dark you were in the light it was a big action game I remember, I remember watching like the um they put out a load of tech demo videos before that came out. I think it was Alone in the Dark 2008. Mm, I think and all the tech demos they put out were like, oh my god, this looks amazing. It like showed mm. like um like you could any door in the game you could like burst through or enemies could like break down and all this stuff. And I remember thinking it's really cool. I think they had like a fire propagation system and everything. And mm. like Far Cry 2 went on to do. Yeah. And uh, and then the game came out and it sucked. It sucked balls, man. I, I mean, bought the limited edition of it, and it was so bad. You, you also got like Silent Hill. Um, that was a premier like horror franchise, and it mm. slowly lost its way. Um, it went to a, like sort of what people said the Western sort of uh, developers who made the later games sort of ruined it. Possibly, yeah. you know. Well, this is the thing they didn't hand it. Like you had Team Silent who made yeah. like the original four, I guess. Um. And they're all good games. Like mm. for the room is a lot of people don't like it, but I still think it's a, a good game. It's got a lot of good stuff in it. Um and then they kind of disbanded Team Silent and a lot of them went to Japan Studio, I think, with Sony, and that's the team that like started um the Siren games, which we've also done videos of in our month of horror, as you mentioned earlier. Um but then they 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 gave it to Western developers, they didn't give it to like established high quality western developers i don't want to shit on the best teams that made like um what was it homecoming and downpour because mm. um the team that made homecoming was um double helix games who went on to do um 
Killer Instinct 2013 reboot, which was amazing. Mm. Um, and then the ones that, that did Downpour was like, I can't remember, they were like Romanian or something. Mm. And um, like, fair enough, you've got a budget, you've got a hit. But if you've got a game, a big game like Silent Hill, which was like, it wasn't like a multi-million seller, but it was like a, a pretty much a prestige game in the horror um, genre. Yeah, yeah. You don't then give it to like some sort of mid-tier dev. Yeah. You don't know if they're going to do a good job with it. I mean, obviously, you you like I've, what I think is sort of kicked off the uh, horror renaissance was probably like Kojima's uh, playable demo, mm. playable t- uh, uh, teaser, uh, PT, which. Uh, you know, it's this stuff of legends now. You know, um, you can't even get it now. So there's consoles yeah, with the uh, with with the demo on there selling for stupid money. Um, that could have been something special, you know, but obviously that took, got killed off once Kojima got booted mm. out of uh of Konami. Mm. So uh, yeah, but that that game, I think that sort of sort of reinvigorated the horror um genre and uh you know you had a lot of clones and games that tried to you know, obviously resident evil 7 had that vibe to it didn't it you know mm. the first one in first person and stuff like that and that game was generally like i remember when it was re- announced it's quite scary and i remember they had like a demo for that as well where you played the news reporters that was <clears throat> excuse me that was pretty pretty um intense i was like wow this this doesn't feel like resident evil mm. but obviously when you played it near the end it's so it did yeah. get resident Towards evil the end, it starts to get very resident evil I was, like, I was just like oh this is a bit stupid uh you know, i i enjoyed the first like three or four hours where, where you're trapped in the baker house there was some genuine scares in there great and then it just sort of like when you sort of got out to the swamps it sort of started getting a bit resident evilly with you know ammo drops and enemies just flinging at you definitely near the end it just got ridiculous uh yeah i think sort of like when you hit the ship you're like oh yeah this is a resident evil game yeah oh yeah big time. It's, yeah. it's still good i still like, i really enjoyed seven mm. i think i mentioned before that like it took me a few years to actually play it yeah. because um when it was announced and i saw oh it's first person and is it going to be another one of these run away and hide in the cupboard games that like you were talking earlier about the PC indie horror space? And that's what a lot of those games were. And um, like we played some of them. We we both played like bits of Penumbra and Amnesia and um, Outlast and Outlast, stuff. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're pretty cool experiences. Some of them are genuinely terrifying, yeah. which is always good in a horror game. But when it felt, it felt for a while like that was what the entire horror genre was like first person run and hide games yeah i got sick of it after a while and um i was kind of i was pretty much done with horror games at that point and then resident evil 7 was announced and i had no expectations because i I used to be a huge fan of the series and then six was just terrible so when they announced seven i was like i guess they're doing something different but i'm not sure if i care and it looks like another one of these hide in the cupboard games And then ever it came out, and everyone was like raving about it, and people were saying, "No, you got to play it, you got to play it." And I was just like, oh, yeah, It took me two or three years to actually get around to it, and I was like, "Actually, this is very good. It's a good game." Um, and then eight came out, and eight is like 
full on Resident Evil Six stupid. <laughs> so I haven't even finished it. I got to the <laughs> point where where a tall lady turns into a fucking dragon. And I was just like, no, I'm out. Uh, it's like it got stupid like, again. Yeah, I was like, this is the final hours of Resident Evil Six again when you're fighting a friggin' T Rex and a blue bottle fly and all this dumb shit. So I was like, I, I'm out again, I think. Sorry. Mm. And which is a shame because Resident Evil came at, 8 came out and everyone was like, oh, it's so good. It's amazing. It's a bit more action-y, but it's really good. And then I remember some people saying, it's the scariest one I've ever played. And I was like, I played like four or five hours of it. I was like, where is it scary? It's not yeah. scary at all. I mean, let's, let's not say that the uh, last gen didn't have any good horror games. There, there was like the evil within that came out during last gen. Um, I still yet to play that. I played I played about two hours of it, and it's a very very janky game. Oh, it's janky kind of shit. Even, the so second I kind one of enjoyed what I played with it. The second one's so much pop more polished, and I'm mm. just ashamed it just didn't get the love it deserved. Maybe it will now. You know, being owned by mm. um, it is owned by Xbox now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Game Works. Yeah, so hopefully they were. They have a a a, a, a horror, horror franchise there of their own, so hopefully they'll green light a third one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, second one's good though. Mm. Yeah, I've one, heard really good things about the second one. Yeah, the third one's proper. Had that sort of grime house sort of filter to it, mm. and the second one gets a, gets get rid of that, which I think is better. But yeah, like I mean, like I remember, like like you know. You during the PlayStation 2 Xbox era, there was so many titles come out. You, know, you had like Project Zero games, you know, uh, Fatal Frame for for for, other, for people overseas. Um, I thought they were great, and then mm. they still release them, but they yeah. sort of just sort of release it to sort of Jap- Japanese audiences. Yeah, you know? I think it was like the the fourth one that came out, which uh-huh. made everyone cry. It was a Wii exclusive. Uh-huh. Only in Japan, and everyone was like, "What? Why?" Mm. And um, kind of tying into this subject we're talking about, it has literally just been re-released on, I think, all modern platforms. Like literally three days ago, as we're recording this, mm-hmm. but it's finally been freed from its Japan prison and its Wii mm. prison. Um, so yeah, I probably get around to playing that at some point. But I, I, I still think the first Project Zero is the scariest game I've ever played. Uh, that game is terrifying yeah i probably well, i don't know i played both i've completed both what would i say was the scariest one i don't know i, I think maybe maybe because i played the second one first i found that more scarier mm. maybe that's why but it's just the um <clears throat> it's very rare to get a game where you feel helpless but you can fight back but it's just that even like you don't want to fight back because the, the sheer um because it means I, you got to get right up. In yeah, the sheer idea of having to stand there in tank controls trying to get a, the uh, a, a ghost to come up so close to you <laughs> and take a picture of it to drain its uh, sort of essence is it's a scary concept. It, you have to face them. Mm. That's the thing. <laughs> Excuse me. But, yeah, I mean, I would like something like a, maybe a remake of those games, but I don't know if it, if it would work because it was the... the, the griminess of of the of that era do you mm. know what i mean the the sort of darkness the, the foreboding of that of, of those of those games to sort of like made it what it is i don't know if they get if they gave it a new uh a new uh, coat of paint that might sort of take something away 
because mm. it's like with the um is a silent hill like remasters like they sort of took away because you know you had graphical limitations on those games um and they got rid of the some of the fog and it just didn't really work that well i know the mm -hmm. hd remasters didn't really do they were botched yeah so maybe we should just leave it as it is mm -hmm. uh like those sort of games but yeah but japan had like a really like like hot streak of releasing games horror games you know like proving grounds which i, I never played but I've, I've seen videos of it you know as you play as a young yeah. english english girl with a dog <laughs> yeah so <laughs> getting chased by a big monster so yeah and they always yeah, run really weird so i can't remember which one that, that was um because there was that and there was like the clock tower games as well yeah and tower. i always forget which ones it was and i'm probably um conflating them in my head but i always remember because i played um i used to go around like a group of used to go around one of my mates house on a friday and we just all play through like, a horror game together yeah and um we played through like a few of the clock tower games we played um it was proving ground wasn't it i'm sure it was i'm pretty sure it's proving ground um i'm just and i just remember collection. like two things i can remember from those days are like Huey and Slice and Dice. Mm -hmm. Just every now and then that just pops into my head and I can't remember exactly which um, game that was from. <laughs> but yeah, it had, I remember one of them had like really well done cutscenes. I think they were like like almost full on like performance capture like we get in games today. And I just mm -hmm. remember seeing it. These cutscenes look incredible. But, um, but yeah, there was, there was tons of good stuff coming out that gen. Yeah, and then like PS3 gen, we had like Resident Evil still going strong, obviously until like five and then six kind of took it more took it first more actiony and then more stupidy, mm. and then same with Dead Space. Dead Space came out and was amazing, and then went actiony and microtransactiony. But can I can I ask you something? All right, do you think that's a good sign? I know they're remakes, but people are releasing more. A sort of triple a horror games mm -hmm. uh, obviously you had the Callisto protocol and um that had its issues um and i hope it doesn't dissuade them from uh for, for a sequel to come out because i think there was potential mm -hmm. there but yeah. you know obviously like you got the resident evils that they've been remade uh and you also got the dead space remake which is surprising from ea because you know mm. of their you know like practices they don't really like single player sort of story based games um but do you think that's encouraging like that we might see more like sort of new horror ips i feel like publishers are using them as kind of a proving ground to yeah. use the phrase ground. we just mentioned yeah. um but it no it kind of feels like they're testing the market with that all right we're not going to make something all new because mm -hmm. it'll be expensive and take a long while i mean obviously like a remaking a game that's like over 10 years old at this point is not much different from making a new game anyway mm -hmm. in terms of like production of it but you don't have to concept everything out yeah. you don't have to like come up with a new story and everything so some of that work is done at least and i kind of feel like that this is like testing the waters essentially to see if there is still a, a market Fuck out yeah. there for big budget horror games because like you say we did get the callisto protocol from um striking distance Mm -hmm. which is a new studio which was formed by um, Glenn Schofield, one of the people that created Dead Space in the first place. 
and it's 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 a good game but it's not a great game um but it does have a lot of potential for a sequel kind of feels like it could be like the assassin's creed one the effect eventual assassin's creed 2 um so i'd like to see it continue um but i don't know the the reaction to it was quite mixed but then you've got like dead space remake where does it go after that is that testing the waters to maybe remake two i reckon they it will. Ch- yeah because i, I mean people yeah. love dead space too i think it's the best one hmm. some people will argue with that some people will agree with that um so i'm hoping i'd love to see a, a remake of two in the vein of this remake um and then where do they go after that because everybody hated three so <laughs> will they make a new dead space three after that could be. Or do they just like create a new ending for the Dead Space 2 remake that just wraps it up? Who knows? Mm. I think because I think this game has sold well and it's a critical, critically like acclaimed. So mm. that will encourage them. I mean, it, money talks, especially with a company like EA. So if it sells well, I mean, I, I don't think they give a shit about like critics scores. Mm. They, they don't really care. That's just a bonus. They don't they don't care. Um that money is the, what what motivates them. Um, so it, I think it sold well, so it should encourage them to probably remake the second one. Mm. Probably if they were going to do the third one, they probably have to start from scratch. I mean, the assets are all like because they've got a new developer because they you know, binned off the last one, <laughs> uh, which I, I have a funny I have like a mixed feelings about that because I was like, you got bastards. Mm. You shut them down and then handed it off to someone else. else, Yeah, handed their baby off to someone else and then taking the plaudits from it. Mm. You know, like everyone's like us gamers, we have like sort of like short term memory sometimes. It's like, oh, something bright and shiny in you. We'll take that. Oh, if it's good, we we sort of forgive. Um, But yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know, Resident Evil, uh, I don't know what they're going to do with the mainline game now. Mm. They're gonna carry on with that sort of theme, or they're gonna go back to horror. Um, yeah, well, I think they they said like the DLC for Village was supposed to wrap up the Winter's storyline, wasn't it? But I mean, I haven't even, like I said, I didn't even finish it because it just pissed me off so much with the stupid Dragon Lady. So I don't even know where it goes off. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I would, what I would actually like, uh, because as I say, I did enjoy Seven quite a lot. But the remakes of two and three are amazing. I want to see a new game in that vein. I completely forgot. Like we talk about like, horror games with the last gen. I know it maybe doesn't count, but The Last of Us as a mm. kind of a horror game, isn't it? Pretty horror. Yeah, I mean it's got like cordyceps zombies, and that's another thing I've been watching is the Last of Us TV show. Good. I've got to get around to that. I mean, it, it's pretty much made for TV. But anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, that the Last of Us, uh, it's got a strong story. Um, maybe people think it's more of a drama than a than because you do fight more humans than you do zombies. Sometimes the real mm-hmm. enemies is is humans all along. Yeah. That sort of the real of monster story. is man. Man, yeah, pretty much. It that's how I think it is. But yeah, so. I mean, it has, it has like strong horror theming. So oh yeah, I guess you, could, you could you could put that in there. Well, what's the um in in the second one where you play? You you've completed two, haven't you? Mm. Um, where you play Zabby and you go into the ground zero of the infection and fight mm. the was it the rat king or some that yeah. that that was pretty that's pretty 
that whole pretty, hospital section is pretty terrifying. Terrifying, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, obviously, there's a lot of action in it, but that that scene, that that sequence was pretty fucking scary, man. Mm. I mean, anything. Any Abby sort of like playthrough was quite was more intense than I think Ellie's um, section. Mm. You know, especially when you're fighting those um, what are they called the scars people going through yeah, that seraphites yeah um that, sort of whistling at you yeah that was Stop whistling at me you dickheads like, oh what's going on here <laughs> but um yeah i mean yeah the last the last of us but um that it was pretty slim pickings last gen though like, yeah i'm just genuinely trying to think of what else there was i mean there, there probably Space, is there was resident evil there would have been other stuff but nothing's like jumping out at either of us yeah i mean like Silent Hill 2 is getting a remake. Uh, which yeah, will be another remake that's coming out. That's exclusive to PlayStation as well. And that's 100% exclusive, I think, as well. I don't, think not, that... I don't know if they've been entirely clear about it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, you just, you never know, man. Like, I'll be surprised if it is. Um, but then again, you never know. You know, I've not heard anything, but yeah. Yeah, there's also a new one coming as well. I'm not sure if that one. Mm. Is that is that I'm the one sure, like... set in Japan or something? It's like a Japanese so. theme. I feel it. like a lot of the stuff that came out has been very mixed and not mixed, like very muddled, and I can't seem to get. Last time I tried to look into it, I couldn't really get it straight in my head because there were talks of there being like three or four games, mm. and. Um, when it was all rumoured and it was like, oh, there's a Silent Hill 2 remake and there's, there's something else and then there's something else. And I feel, did they do a, I feel like they did a, a Silent Hill stream for it. Oh, really? I feel like I came out of that still like confused what was what. Yeah, I, I think they did do a, a sort of stream for it. Mm. But I, I don't know. There was, a, yeah, there's, yeah, there's something like three or four games that they got in a pipe. Pipeline, yeah, I, I can't get straight in my head which is which of them, the Silent Hill 2 remake. But that's being made by Bluebird, which is another, which was one of these devs that can't, was kind of working on PC, keeping the horror genre alive on PC with things mm -hmm. like Layer of Fear and um, Observer and stuff. But again, like hide and run and hide games. <laughs> mm. And they did the Medium, which came out, which was a timed Xbox exclusive. I think that's out on PS5 at this point. Yeah. yeah which yeah. I honestly really liked. Um, it's very much another kind of run and hide game, but different in there. It was like third person and mm. really good atmosphere. It felt very, it felt very Silent Hill. Um, the writing wasn't quite there, but the atmosphere was really good, and it was a really good looking game as well. So I'm interested to see what they do with Silent Hill too, if I'm allowed to play it at any point. I mean, the horror genre, it it does make money, like. Especially in films because they're so cheap to make. Like mm. um, a horror film could cost something like about five mil, and then it it, it will make back its budget, like, and then and a profit as well. That's why they always churn out a lot of like these saw films and uh, uh, sinister and uh, whatever ones. Uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously those those ones. Um, but yeah, like. I, I like horror is like a genre of gaming that I, I quite like, and um, obviously there's there's those online co cooperative uh, horror games that they release, which sort of you know you got Dead by Daylight, um, you had the the um, Friday the Thirteenth one, 
So I think he mm. sort of kicked it off and you had the you got the Evil Dead one. Which when I first heard that, I was like, oh yeah, Evil Dead. Because, you know, maybe they'll make a single player game, but it was like a online game. And I was like, oh, <laughs> boo. I mean, because like, Evil Dead deserves a good like, single it player It deserves game. a good game. Yeah, I mean. It's like, had a couple of games that have been good. It's been some of them been complete shit. And um, <laughs> it just deserves it. It's got a, like, a, a likable protagonist. It's got a good like sort of lore already established. It's got a fan base behind it, mm. so I just and you know I, I know I don't know if you watched the TV show, but that was pretty good. I um, haven't got around to it yet. No. Yeah, Ash versus the Evil Dead, but yeah, I mean like it, does, it could work well, and they got a new film coming out as well. You know, mm. Evil Dead Rise or something like that. Uh, so you know, someone get on it, and make a single player video game for it, man. Come on, it kind of feels like how I complain about there not being any good anime games, like all the. Like you've got these huge anime properties and they make really low budget like arena brawler games from it and they could mm. make they could give it to a better developer and have an amazing action adventure game and similar with the evil dead it's like you've got this pretty big like horror franchise that everybody knows that that, that could mm. be the basis for a really good game but it gets like low budget crap half the time mm. it's just like it kind of feels like a no-brainer when you're sort of on the outside looking at it like sitting there going, man, imagine if like Platinum Games made a kill the kill game. How good would that be? And then you mm. get an arena brawler made by a team you've never heard of. And you're just mm. like, why? It, just, it feels like it's, it's as someone on the outside, you can't wrap your head around why it happens. Yeah. But but yeah, back, back with horror games, I, I, I do kind of feel like the current sort of remake trend is to try and prove out a market. Um, it feels like horror game fans have been eating good these last few months with like Callisto Protocol, Dead Space uh, remake, Resident Evil Four, all pretty much coming on top of the uh, on top of like one on top of the other. Like I finished Callisto Protocol and then like literally a week or two later, Dead Space was out, and I'm still playing Dead Space. And in a couple of weeks, like Resi Four was out. It just feels like I've gone from like horror game to horror game to horror game recently. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see how it kind of continues from here because hopefully it means there's a audience there and that we don't have to go back to how it was in the 360 gen where it was just like oh call of duty's big let's make this horror game like call of duty mm. you know, I, mean, I mean like i don't know why they, they should bring back you know remember condemned Mm. I know Condemned 2 went off the fucking rails with the high dukings and it, you know, <laughs> I was so like, well, what's going on there? It's like it's got superpowers <laughs> there. But I remember yeah. the first one being very tense. Like yeah, It was. It was really, that was a genuinely quite scary game in places. Mm-hmm. It's a good game as well. Yeah, I mean, hopefully I just hopefully like developers look at that and especially publishers who hold the money look at the success of these uh, new games um or remakes that you know that encourages them to in, invest in this uh into the horror genre because out of all the genres probably that's the least sort of like uh sort of uh catered for genre mm. at the moment and obviously like i say you still got the pc ones but that's you know, in the pc games <clears throat> you know you did have some good ones like visage that was good and um there was another one that can't remember the name of the which is basically a PT sort of clone. Mm. Um was it Allison 
Madison Row or Madison was it Madison? I think it was just called Madison. Mm. Sure. Yeah, that that was like a game. I think that's on Xbox. It was on PC, and then obviously it came over to Xbox. Um, it's not on Game Pass or anything. I think you have to actually you know pay money for it. <laughs> Buy games. Who does that? <clears throat> Who the fuck does that? But, uh, <laughs> I'm just looking now if it is called Madison. I don't know if that. Yeah, it's it's called Madison. Just look mm. at it now. Yeah, Madison horror game. It got a camera. <laughs> Wait, so <laughs> you know, wow. I don't think you fight. I don't think you fight. You fight enemies. It helps you unlock clues and stuff using the Project camera. PT. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I would love a. I know they got still making Project Zero. So, but uh, yeah. I mean, would it? I haven't played Project Zero since the second one, and mm, yeah. Yeah, you know, and the, the the third one came out on, on the PS2 era. Um, you know the one with the tattoo thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I never got around to that, and that sort of, sort of ties into the uh, first that storyline. What the first two? I mean, the first and second one were not connected, but in the third one it is connected. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of it being standalone because I mean, what's what's scarier than going to, to like haunted houses? And these abandoned villages in in the mountains. Because mm. like and I um, think part of it that was kind of at least for like the Western audiences, it was unfamiliar as well because it's like these like sort of remote Japanese villages, which is like a lot of architecture you don't normally see, and kind of like different room layouts and stuff. Mm. It felt kind of slightly alien, as well as being yeah. just like yeah, yeah. And, crazy camera angles and stuff yeah i agree with that um if it you know being foreign you know japanese it's sort of more alien to you and more mysterious because they've got mm. a great mythology over there and you know you we used to watch their horror films uh quite a lot back in the day um yeah big though... fans of japanese horror just because the whole like like not much yeah. happened but it was like this creeping dread and tension that just keeps building up until yeah. like something does happen yeah, there's a lot of I much prefer over just constant gore, to be honest. There's a lot of talking in uh Japanese horror films. Uh but it's, it's all builds up. So uh, you know, obviously Ring, The Grudge, Dark Water, those sort of things. Mm. Um there was a lot of talking in that, and obviously they got remade and Western audiences can't sit around listening to people talk. <laughs> yeah, so uh uh, yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller in it. Oh yeah, she was in it, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah. The Grudge, wasn't it? Yeah, the Grudge one, the Grudge remake. But it was set in Japan. Mm. She think she she played like a, a carer, something. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, something like that. But I'm just looking. It's been nine years since the last Fatal Frame game. Um, but they have recently, like we mentioned, they've re-released four and five on modern platforms. So. Would you reckon you think they're gearing up for a new one? Hopefully. I mean, if it sells well, then... I mean, there's one being announced and I've just forgotten about it. Mm, I don't think there's been one being announced. It's, they sort of like, just sort of catered to the Japanese market, didn't they, really? They are just mm. like, yeah, fuck the Western, you know. Okay. <laughs> this is yeah, too so Japanese. If it sells over there, that's fine, but we're just going to keep making them. I think it, like, they might think it's too, too, too steeped in their culture to mm. appeal to western audiences so yeah i still think it's crazy how the last two games were like nintendo exclusive as well. 
But where did that come from? It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like maybe the Switch needed some horror games on its on its uh, platform. Oh, it's Wii and then Wii U. Oh, was it Wii and Wii U? Oh, yeah. fuck me, that's even worse. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, anything else we gotta say? Oh, I think we've kind of exhausted the topic. Yeah, I'm trying so. to think if there's anything. What what would be good? Like, um, because I I do want to see the uh the genre grow a bit more. Uh, but I don't want it to be sacrificed for action. I want mm. to kind of like been there already. We don't want yeah, that again. I mean, like Resident Evil, the current storyline seems to be going that way. Action again, stupidity. Mm. You know, there's nothing wrong with a bit more sort of like suspense and dread than just balls to the wall action and grossness if that makes mm. sense um so we'll see where silent hill goes because that's always been silent hill's stock in trade mm -hmm. like the tension and like psychological horror and everything mm. so hopefully these the new games that are coming out in silent hill will keep that alive yeah. but again we don't know if we'll be allowed to play any of them so. um once a horror game hands me a gun sort of like <laughs> uh you know, you, you obviously you you got you you got to fight like physical beings with weaponry. Um, you know, zombies or infected or vampires or whatever, whatever. But um, you know, but I I do prefer sort of like tense sort of psychological sort of horror. Even mm -hmm. when you get a weapon, so like a la um Project Zero, it's just a camera. And you're just petite Japanese school girl. And just like, what the hell am I doing here in this haunted house? It's the oppression. I like self something oppressive. I do like to get scared. That's why PT works so well. Because yeah. you're just in the hallway. You know what I mean? Claustrophobic. Like the are pushing in. Mm -hmm. And then and they some... just, that one thing they did with PT that was really cool, it was just very simple. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just like you go through one cycle and then you come out and the next time and the light, the, all the lighting is red. Mm. or green or something and it just completely throws you mm -hmm. it's a really simple thing but it puts you so off balance mm. um like you got all the, the horrible gross out stuff like the skinless creature in the sink and the like the coffin full of blood or whatever it was hanging above the entranceway at one point and then like the thing with no face staring at you mm. all that's fine but then you got the stuff stuff that really worked was just like like that stuff that just completely unseats you psychologically when you come out and like the now the lighting's all red and you're like what the fuck? Mm. and it just changes your environment you don't know what's going on i think i think the fact that it had no soundtrack mm. was good it was just it the sound came from the um the, the building itself you know like creaking you hear like someone crying in in the in the distance you know, um, the rain, I think it was rain, there was, there was rain effects. It's just those mm. little subtle things that really sort of made it more intense and scary. I think that probably PT is probably the scariest game that there is at the moment. I mean, I've mm. not played all of them, I can't really say, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's up it there. It's pretty intense. I mean, like, I couldn't finish it when I played it. I was just like, oh. Uh, I, I couldn't finish it when I played it just because it was so fucking obtuse trying to work out what to well, do. Well, yeah, that was pretty, like... What, what <laughs> I did play a good, like, three or four hours of it, and I was just like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Mm. 
But yeah, man, hopefully the revival of horror is a good thing to see. Hopefully they people the the developers will look and maybe bring back a few other dead franchises and because there's an appetite for it. You know, it's all not all FIFA and first person <laughs> shooters or you know, those sort of like adventure games, you know, and, and Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, let's, let's, let's bring a bit of like horror back. Let's bring a bit of like adult sort of gameplay and uh, let's let's let's, let's, some, let's see more of that. Cause I, you I know think, what? Less yeah. Souls-like games, more horror games. Oh, yeah. Everything Shit. has to be a Souls-like, Souls-like game. Day. Yeah, everything's Souls-like. Yeah. Or, a, or a, um, a roguelike. Yeah. Like that, there's a recent one that or got Souls released. Souls like roguelike. There's a recent one that got released, wasn't it? Was it Wailu? The one that got released on Game Pass? Oh, um, was it what was it called? Wailong? Wailong? That's a yeah. Souls like game as well. Mm. So it's just like, yeah. Whenever something's popular, you just get carbon copies of it. Well, not carbon yeah. copies, but sort of. It always happens, you know. I mean, it's fine. They, like the Souls games, are critically acclaimed, have a lot of fans. It's not for me. So mm. when I see another one come out, it's like taking inspiration from Dark Souls. I'm like, pass. Mm. It's just we, like it feels like I have to ignore half the industry at this point. And Elden Ring came out, and you know that was by from from Soft, wasn't it? So, um, uh, that one game of the year. Um, I not played it because once they said it's like Souls like game. Uh, not really my thing. Apparently, the story is really well. The not the story because it's open world as well. Um, the the lore is good. It's really good, but it's mm. just not. It's just not something I'm really any interest in into. It's not really appealed to me any of those sort of styles. I mean, I mean, the world looks great. The lore looks fantastic, but um, do I really want to be banging my head for like? like hours trying to beat a really super hard boss you know I don't know maybe it's a challenge maybe I'm not a real gamer maybe that's the <laughs> thing yeah but yeah but bring back uh bring back horror games and invented horror as well mm-hmm. let's uh let's don't give us a, a gun let's see some cool shit let's not I don't want a gun no guns please do you know one thing I saw? Obviously, like I haven't played it yet, but Ghostwire Tokyo came out last mm. year on PS5 and PC, and um, it's not really a horror game, but it has kind of like horror elements. It's like spooky or whatever. Mm. But I saw some stuff in like the trailers and like the um, marketing material they put out there that just looks really cool. It just looks like they they do a load of like weird spatial stuff where they just mess with the environment around you. Mm. That's what I want to see more out of horror games. Kind of. Again, going back to like the coming out of the door in PT and all the lighting's red, do stuff like that that just messes with the environment because that's more creative. And you know, we've got the horsepower to do stuff like that now. And, um, you know, we don't have to rely on just like here's a gun, here's some really disgusting looking enemies, go and shoot them in the face. Do stuff that just kind of is mm. more kind of experiential. Yeah. I mean, one thing I would say, um, there was uh, another horror franchise was uh, Outlast. Um, that sort of like, uh, you know, where you can't fight, you just run sort of game. I mean, there was a few of those, obviously, Amnesia. Uh, this was just a more of a 
uh, more big budget version of Amnesia where you just hide and run and you can't really do anything. I, I never really got into Outlast. No, I played like an hour of two of them, I think. Because I think one of them launched into Game Pass, didn't it? Yeah. Or maybe it was a collection of one and two, I can't remember. Yeah, I know. I, I did play it on Game Pass, yeah. Yeah, I played like an hour of a couple of them. I just didn't enjoy it mm. very, very much, to be honest. Yeah. It's not for me. But again, at that point, I was already sick of the run and hide horror games. So that probably didn't help. Yeah. But I'm just yeah. glad we're getting away from that now and we're getting some big budget horror back. And um, mm. even if it's in remakes, I'll take that for the time being and kind of hope that it leads to new experiences. Mm-hmm. Have more set in space. You know, like Callisto Protocol and, and Dead Space have. Mm. Oh, and of course, you had the. Um, um, alien uh, isolation. Mm. That was just cool. How did we forget that one? How did we forget that? I was just like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that, that was pretty intense. Man, that it was, was good, but it was it was very intense. But it was too long as well. It's yeah, a very long game. It's like, um, how long can you um make a game about an alien chasing you? Mm. You know that you can't really fight. Twenty odd hours, apparently. It's a long game, man. Longer yeah. than I expected. Mm. And um, you know, there's more than one alien, so yeah. Spoilers, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but yeah, man, there is horror games out there. Like I'm just remembering, but I, uh, I think, you know, this gen, hopefully there'll be more sort of uh, big budget horror games. I mean, maybe big budget. Maybe people say big budget spoils it. I mean, it's the sort of like indie sort of like jankiness that sort of makes a horror game. I don't yeah. agree. No, okay. Some of my favorite horror games have been like sort of like probably at AAA or like AAA equivalent for their time, mm-hmm. like the Dead Space, like Dead Space One and Two, like Resident Evil games back on PS One, and then the recent remakes as well have been amazing. Um, Silent Hill One and Two as well were like cutting edge games. Um, so I don't necessarily agree that you have to have jank for it to be good. I feel like. A lot of the time that gets in the way, which makes it kind of frustrating to play. So when people try and um, justify tank controls by, oh, it makes it frustrating and puts you really in the in the horror, and I'm like, no, it just makes it annoying to play. <laughs> Proper yeah. controls. Yeah, I, I, I never, never really fucking like tank controls. It's fucking awful, man. They're always bad. Yeah, I hate that. But yeah. Anyway. But we're gonna leave it there, Mr. Ross. I know you That's need exciting. to go go to bed or eat or something, <laughs> or maybe both. Eat in uh, bed. Eat in bed. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I think like on coming up on the channel, we 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 were discussing doing a uh, co-op series, a new one. Um, we're not decided what it's gonna be. Um, Resident Evil Six. Fuck right, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, no, the end of the channel. Yeah, I think we would actually just fall <laughs> out. Um, but yeah, we got we got something. We we intend to do a, a co-op, a let's co-op uh, game. But we haven't decided which one yet. But yeah, stick around, find out what that's going to be. And uh, yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. This uh, podcast is available on Spotify and um, and Audible which appears to be all our a majority of our audio listeners listens on Audible. <laughs> we, Audible. Are, we are available on other platforms apart from... Wait, don't Amazon own Audible? Do I just thank Amazon? I think Amazon do. Yeah. Or do you know? 
Yeah, Amazon do. Uh, but we're not on Apple, so there you are. <clears throat> so just listen to us on those on, on Spotify and Audible. Uh, and if you want to look at us stupid faces, just uh, check us out on YouTube. Hey, yeah. speak for yourself. Yeah, well, I was talking about you. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again next time. Say bye. bye.